Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, everybody ready to go. Back to Chris with more of The Other Side of the Glass with Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? <laughs> Final hour of the program here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Coming up in just a second, you're going to get to hear my conversation with NFL Network's Cynthia Freeland, one of the best in the business. We cover all things soup from the Super Bowl to soup and nuts, everything NFL in between. So I'm excited to bring that conversation to you in just a second here. Poll results getting some strong reaction. Would you pay $19.99 a month to watch the Atlanta Braves? Why? Because the Colorado Rockies have become the first team to be taken under the umbrella of Major League Baseball, who will produce and distribute all of the Rockies games this season after AT&T decided they didn't want to be in the baseball business anymore, and all of their teams are now looking for a new broadcast home. So MLB decided that it would be $99.99 for the season or $19.99 a month if you want to watch Rockies baseball. There's one good part to it. Blackout restrictions have been lifted, meaning that if you live in the local market, you can still get all the games. There's no blackouts. But you're paying $19.99 a month just for baseball. That doesn't come with anything else. That doesn't come with the Hawks games attached to it. That doesn't come with United attached to it. That doesn't come with the Falcons attached to it. So all of those other teams would, in theory, also be setting their own price if that's what's going to happen because we know Bally Sports right now is a mess, so we don't know what the future is going to be for the other teams. So MLS now has Atlanta United. They charge a separate package. So it could be 80 90 bucks a month just to watch local sports here in Atlanta. Is that something you want to pay? That's why we're asking. Go vote at C. Thomas Radio. All right. Let me let you hear my conversation with the great Cynthia Freeland from NFL Network. She's one of the best in the biz. She hosts fantasy shows. She was out in Vegas for the Super Bowl. And the first thing I asked her, pretty plain and simple, Chiefs, Dynasty, yay or nay? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's coming back home, right? Like, this is where he, he – I feel like if you had to ask him, like, which team he felt at home, most at home with – his answer would probably be the Falcons, although he did get a ring in another place, but um, a little closer to me. But I think that what you're going to get is a guy with a lot of passion, a guy that's a strong communicator, a guy that will be looking for ways to empower his players that, you know, look like the defense got significantly better last season. Of course, there needs to be some some questions in, in terms of, 
you know, offense in that one really important position. But I think he'll solve those and he'll at least take, you know, he'll draw the line in the sand, right? Like there we know you won't, I don't think you're going to question what, <laughs> what, he, what he's going to be doing. He, he'll let you know. There's a trend in the NFL, as you know, especially uh, with guys like Sean McVay, where you pass down the newest and hottest coordinators to get their shot at other places. We get one of those here as well from the Rams and Zach Robinson. What do you know about him in his time in L.A.? And then what do you think he'll be able to do as a first time calling plays in the NFL? You know, it's funny because we, we talk about like calling plays like, sure, like he's going to have the final say, but. You know, at the end of the day, like, this is a system that's already been kind of working together, and these two are, have both been in it. So, uh, sure, maybe it'll take, like, a minute, but that's what preseason is for, right? Like, as soon as you get your quarterback in place and kind of figure out some of the details that free agency and the draft will all kind of suss out, then you're going to get a chance for them to work on the procedural stuff that is, is maybe going to be a bit different. But what I know about him is, and, and the staff that they come from is, you know, they work together really well, and people's inputs are really heard. So I don't expect much to be different. It's not a dictatorship in any sort of way. So I think coming up with a game plan has been something that he's already been very used to doing. And sure, the, the, the actual moment and, you know, the, the amount of seconds left before the time, the clock or the, the audio turns off, et cetera, will be all adjustment periods. But again, that's why we got preseason. Yeah, exactly, as we're talking with Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, I know you dabble in a little fantasy football from time to time, and Falcons fans are holding their collective breath about two star players on this team and their future and their role. One is Bijan Robinson, the other is Kyle Pitts. What do you expect a little early look ahead at the two stars as they try to adjust into a new offense? Well, <laughs> look at uh, where Zach Robinson comes from and, Look at the importance of the running back position and look at the fantasy output for the running back position. I think you're going to be okay. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's a good old line too. Second, when it comes to Kyle Pitts, it'll, it'll really depend on a couple of things. Like again, who's, who's going to be throwing him the ball, right? Like what is it going to look like from that standpoint? Because that will dictate how many, you know, what you see, like just kind of take what you know about the Rams. They, they do use a tight end, maybe not as much as some other teams, but Kyle Pitts is a really versatile guy. He's not just like, you know, he's, he's not like any of the profiles of the, the guys where Zach Robinson is coming from. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how the offense sort of comes together, but kind of wait till, to me, that one's a bit more of a wait and see. I don't necessarily have him uh, forecast to be like a top five tight end, but that's only because a lot of these tight ends have become really integral pieces. Like, I don't think we would have thought about Sam Laporta or even Dalton Schultz in the same way that that ended up by the end of the season. So, you know, just, I think he's going to be very, it's going to be better for the actual game of football in terms of earning wins, but I don't know about your fantasy output quite yet. All right. Well, we're all holding our collective bated breath here because we saw that <laughs> rookie season, Cynthia, and it just, unfortunately, oh, because he's of very special. It's just the problem with fantasy football is you kind of need some touchdowns, and we haven't seen him see the end zone as much as perhaps some other tight ends do. Yeah, and we found out about that uh, sneaky little <laughs> MCL he had along with the PCL injury that really explains his lack of production last season. From Now from one uh, Georgia tight end to another, and that would be Brock Bowers, who's coming out of the University of Georgia. He's projected to be a top-five pick in a lot of mock drafts, Cynthia. Do you think he's going to come in and be that special of a player right away? I mean, top five, look, I, the, the hard part for me is how are these quarterbacks going to shake out, right? You know, we could, we could see a, a weird little run. I know that, you know, I was listening to some of the, 
the stuff that was happening with the Raiders trying to figure out how they could trade up to get into the top five. So maybe maybe he'll fall to a team that could use him a little bit more. But I, I think Brock Bowers is going to have a very good – like if you don't think that the, the tight end position is forever changed and guys with versatility are who are being asked to block and also catch passes – I mean, Travis Kelsey will tell you the difference. Sam Laporta, Dalton Schultz, like you name it. There's a lot of guys. I, you know, in Dallas they have the same thing. Like we need that tight end position to keep kind of escalating, moving forward. George Kittle is like a different type of guy, right? And he even had a bunch of production for fantasy players, et cetera. So I think Brock Bowers is a real deal, and he's going to make some team very, very happy. Another player that could make another team, maybe this one here in Atlanta, Cindy, very happy is maybe a guy named Justin Fields. He's drawing a lot of interest here in Atlanta. Do you think, A, that the Bears move on ultimately Caleb Williams at number one, and B, if he does move, where do you think a good fit for him would be? I definitely, before I was going to, like, I thought maybe, like, because Jaden Daniels, of course, who has a tie to Antonio Pierce from their Arizona State days, like, I thought maybe he would, maybe now they're going to have to try and get up to get him, but, you know, I, w- I would have really liked to see Justin Fields perhaps as a Raider um, and and maybe give w- a little bit more of a seasoned veteran, a seasoned arm to, you know, a guy that likes to wear some chains and perhaps did something, you know, a little like stripper-esque at the, on the NFL honors stage. Perhaps he could come down and help out. But now I'm sort of flip-flopping on that, and I think that a Justin Fields would be very good because I don't think he's going to pair with Luke Getzey. In, at the Raiders anymore. I don't, I don't think that that didn't work in Chicago. I don't think they're going to try. I don't think they're going to run that back. But I think Justin Fields would be an amazing pick, especially with this O-line and especially with this defense. People forget or they underestimate how much that defense stepped forward this season. Jesse Bates was such a great addition. So I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways Atlanta could go and a lot of ways Atlanta could make some noise next year that are really meaningful, especially in the South where it feels like there's a lot of question marks still in that NFC South. Cynthia, you've just become Atlanta's new favorite NFL Network personality. (laughs) By saying that, I promise you that, because I have taken many, many phone calls tonight where they are saying we will do whatever it takes to get Justin Fields. And with that, I will wish you a pleasant good evening. Appreciate the time, as always. Enjoy the offseason. By the way, have you settled down yet post-Super Bowl? Are you in relaxed offseason mode yet? I'm snuggled under a blanket. My family, all of my family is on a couch. Like, yeah, we're, we got it. We got to That Vegas one was, woo, woo, buddy. <laughs> New Orleans has a lot to live up to. That is the great Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network. Glad I got a chance to catch up with her and get her opinions on the Falcons out there on the West Coast. She knows Raheem. She knows what he's bringing to the A, and we are excited. All right, when we get back, Dom is going to try to get me as ticked off as he possibly can because he has not one, not two, not three, not four, but five Hawks true and false questions. And I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of no, 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 no when we get back. So you don't want to miss me blowing my casket when we get back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game in the Odyssey app. This show. Please say. This is not a joke. No. Back with more of the other side of the glass. All right, I get it. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, Dom, I hope you're ready, bud. Let's see in the course of the next 12 to 13 minutes how angry you can possibly make me when we do our Hawks true and false questions coming up here 
in just a second. Because if you can't tell, which I think you can and our audience can as well, I am both sick and tired of the shenanigans going on with the Atlanta Hawks. It's been a long time coming to get to this point. That Eastern Conference Finals was a long time ago. That was a special moment in time. It was my first season covering the Hawks here in Atlanta, and it was a special time. See, I got spoiled, Dom. I got two Brave or one Braves championship, two Dogs national titles, and a Hawks Eastern Conference Finals run in the first two years I was here in Atlanta. Uh, I don't Pretty think good. I should expect that <laughs> to be the clip that we're going moving forward. Yeah, no. Given the state of uh, the Falcons, the Hawks, and the uh, Atlanta United, who could have a decent season coming ahead of them, but I think they're going to be a total wild card. So, all right, um, with that said, I've preambled long enough. Let's see how angry you can make me in five true-false questions. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's time for five true or false questions on the other side of the glass. Which teams in the ATL will thrive? Which teams will make you scratch your head? On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. All righty, so we're talking Hawks. Yeah, right let me now. take a, let me, hold on, before we get started. There you go. All right, <laughs> here we go. Alrighty, so five true or false Hawks questions here or statements. Uh, let's start off true or false, and I'll give a little bit of context to this. But true or false, the Hawks need to abandon this Warriors of the East philosophy. It's a phrase that I've heard used a lot that they kind of wanted to, you know, re or capture that sort of style. True or false, they should abandon that idea and focus more so on just being the Atlanta Hawks. True, and here's the problem. The Warriors had guys like Andre Iguodala, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green in his prime, guys that, I don't know, uh, played defense. Um, the Hawks have nobody that plays defense. They have DeJounte Murray that'll try occasionally, Trey Young will try occasionally, and... 
DeAndre Hunter was supposed to be this defensive stopper. Injuries and not living up to his contract fulfillment. Um, it's not good, Dom. It's not good, man. It's really, really bad right now, <laughs> man. It's, it's, it's not good. This team gives up 145 points a night, it feels like. And if they don't have historic paces on offense themselves, they lose. And that's why they're... Seven games under 500. And that's where they've been the entire season from pillar to post. So, yes, you need to be a complete team, not a chuck and duck team that gives up 140 points a night. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. at some point you have to get guys that can get stops. You can't just hope to outscore teams. You know, that's that was the whole. Uh... But that wasn't like. It's funny when you say the thing about the Warriors because the Warriors didn't do that. No, they were, which is kind of one of the reasons why I'm saying I agree with you. The Hawks need to abandon this philosophy. Like they played great defense. <laughs> yes, clearly because the thing is, you all clearly don't understand what the philosophy was in Golden State. It's it not was just about the offense. It was uh, depth. A do ri- you guys remember that Andre Iguodala won a Finals MVP? Right. What was his main assignment? Guard LeBron. Yeah. Is there any uh, – you want to go send uh, Bruno Fernando to go guard LeBron James? Yeah, let's see how that one works out. <laughs> yeah, no. No. All righty. How about no? I agree. True or false, Trey Young is still the best point guard in the Eastern Conference. All right, so let's uh, – no, I'd take Jalen Brunson You'd take Jalen Brunson? Yeah. How about Tyrese Halliburton? Uh, yep, take him Damian over Damian Lillard? Too. Uh, well, maybe not Tyrese. Tyrese doesn't play much defense either. No. And Trey is, I'd say but Trey's a little bit. But bigger. <laughs> yeah, and he's. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the issue. I'll give the slight edge still to Trey over Halliburton. Okay. Um, How about Dame? I would take Bronson over him. Uh, no, I think I'd take Trey over Dame. Dame's a diminished product right now. Mm-hmm. He's I- more of a name than anything else right now. He's still putting up like 22, 23 points a night, but if you actually watch, mm-hmm. he's not the same. I guy. also I, Milwaukee's just in a flux right now too. That whole team just looks funny. But um, what about mm, who you else consider you Demar Derozan the point guard of the Bulls? He's the primary ball handler, but that's just because no offense really gets made unless he touches the ball. So I wouldn't consider him the point guard. Okay, because I'd take him. Offense. I'd take him over Trey. So. Okay, because he's a, he play like Trey plays defense like <laughs> technically yeah, literally. He plays it. No, that's like, a very literally, good. He plays defense. Yeah, like literally speaking, he plays defense. But I mean, like he's a one dimensional player when it comes to. Just being an all-around player, like he can't—he doesn't play both sides of the ball, man. Are we forgetting anybody else in the East? I was gonna say, you got any other any other point guards uh, you want to throw out there? I'm, I'm throwing. Okay, how about Donovan Mitchell? Hmm. I think you take him over Trey. Yeah. And they're on the number two team. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Who's technically the point guard for the Celtics? Is it Derek White? It has to be. Yeah. Um, right. I don't think I'd take him no. over Trey. Mellow uh, ball. No. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I think we ran through. Would you take? Okay, here's a good one. Would you take Cade Cunningham right now over Trey Young? No. Mm, no. Even I'd even with Trey. potential, like is Trey? With like poten- is Trey? How much better could Trey be than what he is this season? Right, right, right. But I think Trey is still phenomenal. That's the thing. I still think Trey is very good. I don't. Here's my thing. For all of and granted, it's in Detroit. For all of what Cade is and all of that potential, what 
like how much better is, are the Detroit Pistons after drafting Cade Cunningham today than they were two, three years ago? Well, how much better? I mean, I know Trey Young took this team to an Eastern Conference Finals. I know record wise, they the Pistons have eight wins and the Hawks have twenty four, but yeah, I, I is I, is that gap really that big? <laughs> like as sad true, as it's it, sad, games, as sad as it like is that. to say, but like, but really though, like think about the past two weeks for the Hawks. You lose by like thirty to the Wizards. You get blown out mm-hmm. by the Hornets. You allow those, the Bulls to score the most points they've scored all season. Those are all teams that are either right where you are or beneath you. Yep. So I know it says sixteen games better, but <laughs> how I much think, better are how they? How really? much better are they really? Yeah. Don't call me a hater. These are facts. Homie. <laughs> fair, fair. All right. So these next three questions are going to kind of center around a conversation that I want to have. Um, the first one, though, true or false, this will be Clint Capella's last season with the Hawks. Uh, I would lean towards true. They'll send him to a, like a contending team because a contending team could still use him because he true. can give you if if he's your backup center, he could still give you ten and ten. Which mm-hmm. is what he's doing now for the Hawks. <laughs> yeah. You'd take that off the bench any day. So put him, you know, put him on the Lakers. Like put him on one of these teams. Have him be the backup in Boston. You know? I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. But yes, I do agree. I think uh I think Clint Capella's time here, not not even because of poor play or anything like that. I just it, it's his it's timeline time. doesn't match up with the Hawks exactly. timeline anymore. Exactly. And neither does uh Bogey. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's a bunch of guys that I think are gonna go because the Hawks right now are like, what are they doing? <laughs> what are the Atlanta Hawks doing? They did they're, nothing at the trade deadline. They're just it's it's the worst Ugh. place to be as a franchise where you're not good enough to like drum up you're any in excitement. Purgator- you're in, but you're purgatory. not bad enough to like get good picks and like <laughs> like it's 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 a tough. It's they a tough are spot. in heaven's waiting room right now. <laughs> that is where the Atlanta exactly. Hawks reside, waiting to learn their fate. All righty. Next question. True or false, the Hawks would have been better off keeping John Collins this season. Uh, He's had a really weird year in Utah, huh? He's having, He started he's, off on fire. Yeah. Then he almost was benched. Then he, he was involved in trade rumors. Yeah. Now he's playing well again. I think he's sort of just being John Collins, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that's he's like just being himself. He, that's just what he is. <laughs> And he's just getting exposed in a market that was used to consistent playoff success in Utah, and they're trying to go through their own rebuild right now. So, uh, no, I don't think so. Because I don't. What, I mean, Dom, would John Collins make a difference right now? Maybe like two games. <laughs> maybe like two maybe, games. Maybe <laughs> two games. Because Jalen Johnson's been that dude. Like he's Jalen Johnson missed like a. Okay, what, a month and John a half. John Collins like, had a mangled finger for like what a year and a half. That's true, but he was healthy this year. Yeah, but he's <laughs> what is it? What is he putting up? Thirteen and 10? thirteen and eight. Which yeah. I mean, okay, but what is Jalen Johnson putting up? Better than that, right? That's true. That's true. I mean, I don't know how much. But I can look it up right now, but I would rather have. Well, and especially, I think the real part of that is right, Dom. Is you rather have Jalen Johnson long term? It's not even close. right, right, right. Well, but here's the thing: like John Collins being on the team doesn't necessarily mean Jalen Johnson. Doesn't have to be. No, but then you have a. It's a weird fit because they kind of do the same thing. True. True. Like who? Who is he playing for? That's. I mean, is he starting over DeAndre? At that point, I wouldn't hate that. By the way, Jalen Johnson is sixteen and eight and a half. Sixteen and sixteen points, eight and a half rebounds. 
pretty damn good. Yeah, pretty good. Better than John. <laughs> BTJ, better than John. Better than John. <laughs> All right, my last point here, and like I said, I, I mentioned Clint Capella and John Collins. Both of those are bigger guys, right? Guys that play forward, center. My question to you, or the statement, true or false, finding a dominant big man needs to be the Hawks' number one priority. Hmm. Yeah, because I don't really realistically think they're going to be moving on from Trey in the offseason. So, um, yeah, you that's been what's been plaguing them for a couple of seasons. They need to find their version of Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, mm-hmm. one of those type of guys. So I think that's what should be their focus. But, again, I said this half-jokingly before. Now I'm going to say it to you, Dom, in all seriousness. Who? Who's that guy? That that like those guys do not come loose from teams, right? Well, that become well. The issue is you you had a chance to get a couple of those guys. You could have now. Granted, DeAndre Ayton isn't doing much in Portland, but like you had an opportunity to you. He well, they clearly clearly dodged the bullet there. Yeah, he's he's a he's a word I don't want to say. (laughs) He's he's something else, man. Yeah, it's it's weird there, but I I I think the reason why I, I key in on the dominant big man is that when you look. As much as things change, things stay the same. The recipe to winning a championship is having a big man that can make a difference. Look at all of the teams that have won outside of the Golden State Warriors who were yeah. led by Steph Curry. It's but they also had good big men, too. They were under yeah. – They were under a pre- you had guys like Festus Azili, and mm-hmm. you had those, those type of players who filled their role perfectly for the team. Exactly. Which Clint and Onyeka is starting to, but Clint has always been sort of – a good, not great player here, mm-hmm. and a guy that's more offensively driven and come playoff time gets his lunch taken from him by the same guys that we're talking about, <laughs> Embiid and Giannis. Yes. So that's been part of the problem. So, yes, I'm going to say that because, again, I think, I mean, definitely either Trey or DJ will be here, mm-hmm. and I think there's a chance that both come back because I, I, I don't, think, that is I don't think you're going to ever get like the, what? Whatever dream scenario the Hawks have in their head for a return package for Dejounte Murray, they're not getting it. Nope. Like, what team is giving you two firsts and two seconds for Dejounte Murray? It's not happening. He's not good enough for that. Or he hasn't been here at least. Yeah. Maybe he was before he got here. But, he was good in San Antonio. But, but, the, <laughs> but the but the gift that keeps on giving, you come to Atlanta, and this is what you get, baby. All right, Dom. Hey, you did a good job. I I got. Befuddled, but yeah, I didn't, didn't blow it. But I didn't, you yeah. know, I didn't pull a Chris Mad Dog Russo. Exactly. And start screaming about the Atlanta Hawks. What are they doing there, Mike? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No, we didn't we didn't get to that territory. But you know what that but you know what that honestly signals though, Dom, to me as we wrap the segment up here? That's sad. Yeah. Like, I want to be more emotional. Exactly. I want to be passionate. I, like, but I want to have strong feelings about the team. I just don't. They've beaten it out of me, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, I have to watch every game. It's my job to watch every minute of every game of this team. And I do it with a smile on my face. It's the best job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. But 
when the team stinks, it's not that it fun. makes it more difficult, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, did you guys watch that game against Charlotte? Like, my hands are shaking so, right now. Little behind the curtain look. Figuring out five questions for this segment was really <laughs> tough because I was like, boy, I don't want to talk about the Hawks. <laughs> that's, and that's how everybody feels. I heard it on Andy and Randy, on Dukes and but Like, everyone's just like, all right, enough. Like, we get it. You weren't going to do anything. We knew it the whole time. And we were fools that had a wing and a prayer to believe that you would do something when you were never going to do something. All right, when we come back, we'll chat with our buddy Caleb Johnson. We'll get his take on what he thinks about the Hawks and much more as we close up shop here. Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey app. The other side of the glass is on. Oh, my God. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Damn. Last chance for romance here on Sports Radio 92 on the game. You guys are coming strong on this poll tonight. I appreciate everyone who's voting at C Thomas Radio and at 929 the game. Dom, we got over 200 votes already on this poll. Yeah, man. People are coming in by the masses, <laughs> and it's not even close. It's 80-20 that they would not pay $20 a month for Braves games. Well, I got bad news for everybody out there. This is uh this is what we're looking at here in the future of Sports streaming, and if you missed it earlier, the Colorado Rockies have become the first team to be owned and operated by MLB itself in terms of distributing the game rights, and they have set the price point at $20 a month or $100 for the season. Um, So I put the poll out. What would you be willing to pay for the Braves? And the people have spoken in mass saying, nah, sorry, I'll uh, find another way to watch. Maybe illegally, but I'll find another way to watch. And Hit up those Reddit streams and find a way to watch. And also, like I think, I think what I think what's really going to throw a lot of these teams and leagues off is that they're going to see the success that the NFL had with the whole the one playoff game was only through streaming, and they're going to think that they can copy that. And a lot of these leagues need to understand you are not the NFL. I didn't watch that one, and I won't watch the next one. I'm not buying Peacock, baby. Not doing it. Sorry. I only watched. I well, I only watched it on Peacock because I got Peacock for like a year free with like the Wi-Fi subscription that I got. Yeah, I have that. With the only reason I have Hulu is because I'm a Spotify Premium customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the best ten dollars I spend every month because you have yeah. access to the world's history of music at your fingertips for ten dollars a month. If any, if they charge like. Spotify has it has us all to a point now where if they doubled the price, we're all just gonna have to be like. It depends. So like, okay. It depends. I don't know. It depends on which streaming one you like. I do agree that Spotify, like as from a user base, is actually the best of the streaming apps, just like user friendly wise. But like there are other ones that you could use if they decide to up you. But, but then again, so, they'd but just be so much, so many of them are so yeah. Res- restrictive. Yeah, true. Like Apple Music, Apple Music's really the only other natural competitor. I feel like to Spotify because if you if you start going down the list of like the one t- the one that Jay Z had like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of other streaming services out there depending on what your music taste is but nothing gives you the scope and the sc- like I, you I agree Spotify from, is the best from death metal the emo to EDM to country you know they look there's nothing they don't have I mean it's incredible to me it's it's the thing that I think I would have the highest tolerance point to in terms of raising prices so that I'd still keep it. Yeah. Like, Netflix, gone. Sorry. See ya. Don't have it anymore. Amazon Prime, 
The only reason I have it is because I have Amazon, not because I want Amazon Prime. Right, right. I have Amazon Prime Video because I have Amazon Prime. So basically, the only streaming service I'm paying for right now, uh, you know what? I'm not. I don't have a single streaming service that I pay for. Good for you. The only ones I have are through, well, through other things being looped in with that streaming service or uh, friends who I love dearly on this planet and wish them nothing but, <laughs> nothing but the best. and happiness for <laughs> allowing me to, to, to scapegoat off their internet. All right, real quick before we get out of here, going to talk to Caleb Johnson in just a second. If you don't believe me, take it from a pro. Dukes and Bell had Nick Friedle on this week, Odyssey NBA insider, formerly of ESPN, and he was talking about this Hawks organization and where they stand right now. Uh, they're just not good enough, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's really the the sad part if you're a Hawks fan is when you look at, at the makeup of the team, even in a best-case scenario, everybody's healthy. Uh, Trey Young has better nights than he did last night. When I look at this Hawks team, I look at a team that is just not close to being where they need to be. And I have no doubt that this is a topic of conversation down there in Atlanta all the time. But as I watch the Hawks, uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they ended up moving Trey Young uh, at at some point here in the near future this summer or or into next year because you're just not going to win when he is your number one guy. And when you watch that team, I know they had that moment where they made that run a couple years ago in the playoffs and people got excited. But if you're looking at a team where the hope is, eh, maybe we get to the play-in and maybe we can make a little noise if we win a couple games there and get on a little run, that is not a team that is destined to compete in the upper echelons of the NBA. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, but he's – it doesn't – now, I know that that comment and another one, which we don't have time to play for you because we got to chat with our buddy Caleb Johnson here, about Trey Young specifically, that got a lot of pushback, and I understand why. Because nobody wants to hear that about their franchise and their superstar. But as I said earlier in the week, sometimes what you need to hear is not what you want to hear. Those are two very separate things. And to have somebody as well-respected as Nick is in NBA circles to come on the airwaves and bluntly say that with no apprehension whatsoever, guys, he's not invested in the team at all. He's an Odyssey insider, but he's not a 92.9 insider. He's coming on, and he's paid by Odyssey to come on our stations and give his honest assessment as a well-respected NBA reporter and journalist. Journalist. Yes, I said that. And he did just that, and he didn't hold back, and it was a honest look-in-the-mirror moment, and sometimes you don't like what you see. And I don't like what I see right now. I'm sure Caleb doesn't love what he sees right now. I'll let him speak for himself in a second. And Dom doesn't like it. We've been talking about it all so long. But the reality of the situation is, okay, we're here now. What the blank do we do? Do you... Try to move on from your superstar player? Do you try to move on from everyone around him? Do you try to add one big piece in the offseason? Again, who that is, I I don't know. Because I don't think a star player in the NBA, especially a big man, is 
looking at the Hawks and saying, man, that's where I want to saddle up to next. Give me a part of that. 135 a night to the opposition. Sign me up, baby. No. So that's the problem. With that, let's welcome in Caleb Jones. Caleb, as we often do, positive and genuine, spirited Hawks conversation we have. What did you think about that comment from Nick? That that is his opinion, and it's one of those, and he's not the only one who feels this way. Uh, I was actually, I had some things ready to go yesterday for you and Carl Dukes, and you guys didn't ask me about trading Trey, and I was like, all right, that's fine. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to save it for my show. So I'm going to let the people know why trading Trey Young this offseason is one of the dumbest moves that the Hawks could make. Okay. Fair enough. So I think part of the reason why that it wasn't talked about yesterday is because so much of the conversation right now is about the frustration with what's going on this season. Sure. Because because this season, I think more so than the last couple, has really felt like there was a clear missive to not extend themselves in certain directions. And I'm being I'm choosing my words very sure. carefully. Okay. Um and they upheld that, as we saw, by not doing anything at the trade deadline. So with that said, I think that messaging around that combined with the vibes of the team and the play, especially the last few games before the All-Star break, it's been a tougher pill to swallow this year than it has in the previous couple. That's my opinion on it. I think in years past, there was an idea of, okay, it's not working, but there's optimism because you can look towards this, this, and this happening. You know, whether it was before they brought in DeJounte, it was the idea of, well, you just need to go find a running mate for Trey Young. And then they bring in the running mate for Trey Young. And it was like, oh, maybe we should have done more research and figured out how these two players play together and would their skill sets actually meet up with one another. Uh, But it was like, well, but the idea is, okay, you can get to the trade deadline and you can at least uh, unload some of these salaries and look towards the future and look towards maybe you're, instead of drafting you know, one player in the in this upcoming draft, maybe you've got, you know, a couple of first rounders or maybe you turn those first rounders into some other different player because uh, there was, man, there was a trade on the table that I am so angry that the Hawks walked away from, uh, but it was because they were unrealistic about their expectations and, and what they think can happen. I think passing the trade deadline now it is understanding like this season was going to be a wash. It was always going to be a wash, but you thought, okay, well, at least they're planning towards the future. And now you're telling me planning towards the future is trading the only star that you've had in the city for the last 30 years. That's your genius idea. No, it's, it's preposterous. It's a terrible idea. And that's why I, a, I don't think they're going to do it. And I'm going to give the people some some alternatives of, of what the focus should be and why the the trade trade conversation is really happening right now. Fair or unfair, people will always do this during the Trey Young era. Everything that happens after it and has happened after it 
will be held up juxtaposed to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm -hmm. So you look at saying, yes, we all knew that this season was going to be a run-it-back year, to put it again politely, um, was held up in the mirror against the team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think, Caleb, a lot of us out there had a hard time really digesting that. Meaning we understood it, but we're like, all right, so that's the plan. We get it. But they're really going to do that? Like they're actually going to go through and execute that plan. And they did, to their credit. They, They sure as hell did. They didn't do a damn thing. So at the same time, it's just I think there's always in the back of Hawks fans' minds going to be that, well, it was only a few years ago we were in the ECF. So, ah. But here's the problem with that, Chris, and this is where I think I've also gotten frustrated with the conversation is this idea that 2021 was a fluke. It was not a fluke. There, But relying on those same players to recreate what they were able to do in that run was that was the bad idea like it was you had an all-time defensive center in Clint Capella you had Bogey Bogdanovich who was shooting lights out and you had Trey Young being a superstar what you've seen since then is Trey Young being a superstar and having a, a real struggle finding uh teammates around him who can fill in the gaps uh and and I know a lot of that blame obviously ends up going back onto Trey and rightfully so that's what happens when you are a superstar uh but I feel like people get so caught up in the the fluke of 2021 and not the real problem which was you just went after that offseason and you re-signed everyone and now we're dealing with all of those bad contracts fluke or not and I want to ask you one more thing before we get out of here not Hawks related fluke or not it's still such a tough look and I'm going to use the word digest again it's just so tough to digest the high of that oh yeah and now you're you've been seven games under Chris, 500 the Chris. entire season it's just hard to digest Chris that was my first season on the beat that was my first year here that was when I was like I was like yo this is what it's like covering the Hawks I mean this is the greatest job ever and then you know, I I will admit there was it, a week ago, I was not excited about going to the arena after the All Star break uh, because it just felt like oh okay all right well this is what I get to do for the next few weeks uh, until the season wraps up because they might win a play in game but that's gonna be about the the biggest part of it. I mean they're they're one game above a play in spot like it's just it's mad it's just maddening to think that in such a short period of time, it bottomed out, and it's just stayed bottomed out mm-hmm. the entire time. It never got better again. It's been now th- going on your third consecutive season of not only being not in that same echelon of the top teams in the NBA, but now you're at the bottom. Like It's not just like they fell off a little bit, and now they're a four-seed or a five-seed. And, you know, making it into a, a round or two in the playoffs. They're now fighting for a damn playing spot. Mm-hmm. It's just maddening. All right. Coming up next, Caleb Johnson, I want to ask you real quick, yes or no? It was revealed this week the Colorado Rockies are the first team under MLB 
to be shown by MLB, meaning they will be broadcasted and produced by MLB. They set the price point $20 a month or 100 bucks for the season. Would you do it if it was the Braves? If that's my option, I, I don't like it. I, I am the I'm tired of all of the apps, all of the additional costs, all of the extras. I miss the days of cable when I just paid the cable. Well, I didn't pay it. My dad did. And dad paid the cable bill and we had channels and we could watch all of the channels. I then moved to YouTube TV and they dropped off Bally. And so I had to go back to cable. And now I might have to pay an additional fee on top of paying. The I, I'm so I'm sick of the additional costs of all of these extra By this apps. This time next year, Caleb, we could be looking at paying a monthly fee for United on MLS, mm -hmm. the Hawks, and the Braves. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about potentially 60, 70 bucks a month just to watch Atlanta sports. It's not good. It's, it's not what you want. No, not at all. All right. More positive things, maybe, perhaps, depending on Caleb's take on things, coming your way on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Don't go anywhere, buddy. Caleb Johnson's up next. Thanks, Dom. Thanks to the callers. Thanks to the guests. I'll be back with you Monday, 2 to 6, right here, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Odyssey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better off. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.